Hello and welcome to Taxed and Wasted by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. I'm Emilio Garcia and I'm here with Brian Morrow, the Executive Director. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Yeah, good. Well, we have a few issues to go through, but we're going to start with one that's particularly ridiculous. So there's a new push by the government to quote-unquote save university researchers. This means giving universities money to make sure that their researchers, whatever that is, uh, people studying critical race theory in the way that potatoes are racist. Yeah, they're uh, studying the gendered implications of Mongolian throat singing. Correct. Yep. Uh, that, to make sure that they stay employed. Why? Do you want it? Do you want to start on this, or should we? Should I? Start well, I, I guess my first question would be why. Mm. So, why does that job exist? Correct. Uh, That's a good question. Do Do we need a researcher to tell me why? Uh, I don't know. Tuna sandwiches are a sign of the patriarchy. Yeah. Uh, because I thought that the mm. government initially was trying to peel back on all of this sort of bullshit work studies, or did they fold mm. on that? Maybe they did. Weren't they going to get rid of something that did something about free speech? That was a big... <laughs> yeah, I remember when the government was going to like repeal 18C because mm. they wanted to protect free speech. Yeah, whatever happened And then happened they just kind of didn't do it. Huh. Curious. Curious. Uh, well, one of the things about this issue, apart from saving useless jobs, is that these universities have endowments that are the size of Massive. the economy of small countries. They, 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 some universities in Australia have larger endowments than countries in Africa have yeah. economies. Yeah. So is there any good reason, even if you say, well, these jobs are important, is there any reason that the government should step in to bail them out? Well, no. I mean, let's say some of these researchers are actually, you know, in real, uh, yeah, real study, yeah. STEM, STEM, things yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, you should be, you, you, the university should be generating revenue based off their course fees. Mm. They shouldn't be having to turn around to the government for bailouts all the time. Yeah. Because what happens is you then create uh, this environment where there's no accountability, uh, money just grows on trees, so to speak, as far yeah. as the university is concerned. Mm. So there's no incentive for them to really perform properly. It doesn't matter if they have overbloated uh, campuses full of researchers, you know, yeah. investigating like we said, Mongolian throat singing. Yes. Uh, and you end up with these terrible, terrible, uh, useless or yeah. degrees. Yeah. And uh, and then you end up with a society of people with useless degrees who can't get jobs, <laughs> who end up loathing the government at the time. That's right. Because they blame them for that. Mm. It's this self-serving cycle. It's a good it's a good business model for a university to say, well, here's a ton of debt that you've accrued to study here at this university, and the reason that you don't get a job after you leave the university is because of external factors. Yes. That's that's pretty smart. I mean, you got to give them you got to give them some credit. Now, you were on a current affair some probably a month ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, about, about a month ago. Yeah, and the reason was you even felt a little bit bad about doing it, but you commented on it no uh, so so initially i comment i'll, I'll let you go and then okay explain. so what happened was young labor i believe put out a video of a girl who would then turned out is actually apparently very like well off upper middle class leads a pretty nice lifestyle i think the term is sh is champagne so champagne socialist exactly she went on this video and said i graduated with like a degree in mongolian throat singing or i think it was actually classical music and yeah didn't manage to get a job right off the bat. I had to apply to 10 different jobs and all I got was retail. Yes. And people obviously mocked her roundly for it because A, she's apparently lives very well. B, you got a useless degree and didn't get a job, that's not surprising. C, as a uni graduate, applying for 10 jobs during a recession and getting one is actually good. Yeah. Not, only, not to mention the fact that 
isn't labor supposed to be the one looking out for the working class guy who cares about like the rust belt that you know the people who are you know kind of salt of the earth They're like ew retail gross how degrading it's like, what's wrong with retail yeah well, no. i mean this is what a current affair sort of asked me to comment mm. on uh because yeah young labor put this video together uh and this girl in in one part of the video was saying i applied for 10 jobs mm. uh and all i ended up was you know it was in retail uh, to which one 10 applications is not that many applications no. uh and two you're 20 yes uh be 20 and get a 20 year old job which mm. is working probably in retail yeah uh and, and and what i think a lot of people were frustrated by is it's not the fact that she's wealthy or well off that doesn't matter yeah. it's, it's irrelevant mm. it's the fact that she was crying poor me uh, I have this shitty job that's beneath me, essentially. Yes. Uh, and the argument I was making to to a current affair was actually the retail sector is really important. It mm. employs a lot of people. Yeah. It's usually one of the first jobs people get when they leave the household. Uh, it actually allows people to, who are not well off to earn an income yes. and continue their studies so Correct. that they can accelerate their, their career later mm. down the track. Uh, and some people stay in retail and they make, I, I, there are people around here that I'm friends with who yeah. work in the retail sector that make way more money yeah. than half the people I know that went to university. Yes. Well, I just off commissions, right? And such. Well, but, but uh, even, off commissions, I mean, off, uh, you know, off just the sales of their products. Yeah. Uh, Good for them. The idea that you need a piece of paper in order to signal uh, your net worth mm. has been proven to be demonstrably untrue. Yes. Uh, I didn't go to university right i'm doing fine yeah uh usually you just need to work hard mm -hmm. and plug away at things and you'll be okay and get the Koch brothers to give you money of course secret oh yeah apparently yeah how's that going have, have we heard back from them i would really really like some coke yeah, money fantastic uh, <laughs> we'd live much better uh anyway uh but yeah just to finish off this topic i think that video really kind of brought to like two things one is that people feel have this false notion of university that once you graduate you're entitled to a good paying job which is not true you're entitled to a good paying job if you have skills that are sellable to an employer that then wants to pay you that money yeah and two is the fact that i think a lot of these kind of like left-wing labor types they pretend that they're for the working class that they care about the working man actually they look down on them and everything well, that they do so they used to be uh paul keating's labor party would probably be would probably be considered a right-wing one nation style party now yeah. uh they were mainly focused on working class issues mm -hmm. uh they were socially somewhat conservative mm. uh on immigration they were pretty restrictive yeah uh, let's not forget it was a labor party that introduced uh our first Austria. iteration of our current immigration policy yeah uh and you know, they happened to be uh, socially, uh, so f fiscally uh, left-wing in certain ways. Yeah. So, you know, heavy on unions, yes. uh, protecting Aussie jobs mm. uh, and those sorts of things. And they've sort of stepped away from that over the years. And I yeah. think the Greens have dragged them to the left. Yes, definitely. Kicking and screaming to an extent mm -hmm. where the last federal election, uh, you had... Scott Morrison going into working class areas and going up into far north Queensland talking about mining jobs yep. and you know bringing jobs back into labour areas. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you had Tanya Plibersek and whatever woke automaton is pretending to be 
a politician, yeah. you know, standing alongside her, making sure that they only had photographs with keep cups because Labour Party is the party of recycling. Oh, good. Not, yes, you know, no. jobs or, you know, benefiting the economy mm. and ensuring that working class families can, yes. you know, have a roof over their heads. N- none of that anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've kind of seeded the ground. And actually some research that you did was really important. was really interesting where a lot of uh, old Labour voters, their second choice was one not... Nation. Li- yeah. A lot of people say, oh, well, Greens are maybe liberals, but no, it's one nation, yep. which is n- not traditional wisdom. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have spent quite a bit of time on this, so we're going to move on to Scott Morrison basically saying that he's all but confirmed big tax cuts, which is good news, hopefully. Uh, tell us. I'm skeptical. Okay. Uh, not skeptical of tax cuts. I, mm. I, I'm sure there will be tax cuts. Okay. I'm not sure that the tax cuts will be as big as Scott Morrison says. Ah. Uh, and the reason I say that is because in the past, we have had announcements of tax cuts. Mm. Uh, we have been told that, you know, when Trump had his massive corporate tax cuts and yes. he pushed those through, the Liberal Party at the time were like, oh, we're going to do the same thing. And it was, you know, rah, 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 tax cuts are coming, aren't we great? Yeah. And then their implementation was, okay, we're going to drop the tax rate from, I don't know, the corporate tax rate from 27 25 to 25% over Ooh. 10 years or something like that. And it's <laughs> Fancy. like, uh, yeah. don't overpromise and underdeliver. Mm. So if he's saying that there are going to be big tax cuts, mm. well, on October 6th, there better be some big bloody tax cuts. Because yeah. otherwise, business owners who have been completely screwed by lockdowns, who have barely made yes. it through, uh, just around here, there's a lot of business owners that are barely surviving. I can't imagine what's happening to business owners down yeah. in Victoria. If they're... If they're still not business getting, owners. If they're still business owners, if they're not getting huge tax cuts uh, come October 6th, yeah. uh, there's going to be hell to pay. Yes, definitely. Um, speaking of budget night, we are going to be running a bit of a budget night, an interesting budget night uh, initiative. Watchers. Yeah, Waste Watchers. Now, we're not going to sit in front of a camera and talk into it on a live stream because that's boring. Yeah, well, and, I mean, we're sitting uh, in front of a camera now, and it's already awful. Yeah, exactly. Who's watching this? <laughs> like, two people? No. Uh, but honestly, I think better than just kind of speaking into a camera and giving commentary, we're actually going to have a landing page yep. that's going to really outline all the new spending that's being approved and how much it is per household and per family and per individual in Australia. Not to mention Emily Dye, the policy director, is going to be live tweeting about it. That's also going to be on the landing page. Yep. So come October 6th, we're going to have a fantastic landing page that you guys will be able to see. All the new spending that has uh, been implemented and in real time get commentary uh, just that you can read through to see what's good, what's bad, what's ugly, all of that. I think the key point out of that is Mm. uh, a lot of the times all kinds of organizations have their own live streams around budget time. But most people just want to watch the budget as it gets announced and they want to hear it for themselves. So we're not going to be giving you hot takes. We're not going to be giving you some live stream telling you what we think about the budget. Mm. This is going to be just the facts and figures. Mm-hmm. So when announce, when spending announcements get made, uh, we'll be putting it through our portal and you'll be able to see in real time uh, what those spending announcements are yeah. going to cost you and what your per household uh, cost will be and per individual, individual cost will yep. be. So it'll be good and hopefully you'll join us there because uh, we're putting it together and it's, you know, putting it together a nice landing page that does those types of things is actually not that easy. So, you know, take advantage. We're doing nice things for you here. Uh, Something that's happening in New South Wales, which has a lot of people up in arms. We're paying former governors and premiers for several expenses, such as transportation, office supplies, uh, administrative costs. Mm. 
These are former employees of the state, and we're still giving them money. What the hell is that about? Uh, so, welcome to the mess that was pre-2004 parliamentarian budgets. Mm. Uh, now, this is going to be get a little bit nerdy, and I don't want to bore people too much, okay. but basically, politicians elected before 2004, uh, the old system used to entitle them to a parliamentary pension of sorts after okay. they retire. Mm. So... You're in parliament for a few years, you get past the threshold. Once you retire, you get a pension. Now it increases depending on what your position was, what your income oh. was at the time, uh, and how long you were in office. Mm. Uh, but the end result is you have people like Bob Carr, yeah. uh, former premiers, uh, former politicians. There's, there's people like, uh, I believe even Christopher Pine at a federal mm. level, he was elected before 2004, yeah. uh, on hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars per year for doing nothing. They're yeah. not working in any policy space. They're not representing you. They're no longer representing taxpayers. Yeah. They are, you know, not working in any portfolio that has any effect on your life. They're just going down to the local shop, buying some truffle with your money. Uh, it's true. Now, thankfully, the government <clears throat> back in 2004 at a federal level mm. put a stop to that. But you still have all these former parliamentarians from before yeah. that completely... Uh, you know, warting the system, so to speak. Well, it's about $400,000 a year on average is being spent by former premiers. Your money. And, yeah. And since 2012, it's been nearly $7 million of taxpayer dollars spent to give like Uber rides to people who used to work for our government. Yeah. So that's pretty ridiculous. Emily said, Emily Dye was on TV saying, well, they shouldn't take this money just because they're legally entitled to it. And yeah. that's true. I'd say even a bit further, they shouldn't be entitled to it. <laughs> yeah. Just because they don't give them the option to take that money from the taxpayer. Yeah, and I think most people would agree with that. Mm. The the issue and the, the counter argument you get from people who who you get this all the time when it comes to government spending, they, they're sort of apologetic about it all. And they yeah. say, Oh, it's a drop in the ocean. The government spent eighty billion dollars on the internet. Mm. Uh, what do you care about seven million dollars on Uber rides? It's not about the dollar figure. It's about what it represents. Mm. If the government's willing to just piss away $7 million yes. to ferry around you know, old bureaucrats who don't contribute anything to, to Australia, yeah. uh, of course they're going to waste $80 billion on an internet infrastructure system that doesn't work. Mm. Of course they're going to invest money into a green army to go and plant trees oh because that God. sounds nice. Yeah. Of course they're going to waste money on stupid infrastructure projects mm. like Gladys's toy trains that lead to nowhere and yeah. service no one. Mm. So you need to focus on the smaller stuff as well because that's the stuff that highlights how wasteful governments are. Yeah. And it also highlights why we need our Waste Watchers portal. So, Correct. Man, that was a good segue. Yeah, it really was. Uh, we had another topic, but we are actually running this slightly over time. So we're going to say goodbye there. Brian, thanks for joining us. And to everyone who is watching and listening, thank you for being with us. You can subscribe to Tax and Wasted on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, really wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get the video version of the podcast on Facebook and YouTube. And if you haven't become a member yet, please do so on taxpayers.org.au forward slash members. Uh, we give you lots of interesting perks. This has been uh, Tax and Wasted. I forgot the name of the podcast. This has been Tax and Wasted by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. We'll see you next time. See you later.